Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One writer, one artist, one weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. You didn't have the guts to do it this time. I was going to try, I tried to fake you out, see if you didn't fall for it though. I, that's, that's, that's the rule, man. If you, if you do it, I'm going to do it. It's it's called peer pressure. That's how we operate. <laughs> is that one of the rules? Yeah, that's that's uh I mean that's how this podcast started is you just started podcasting by yourself and I'm like, Okay, I'll do it too. <laughs> I think it was me like more going like, Hey Eric, we need to do this. Go buy you went like I bought a microphone, I'm like, All right, I guess we're having a I guess we're doing a podcast then. <laughs> I I seem to remember it being you just sort of grinning and saying, I found out what we're going to do together, or I figured out what we're going to do together. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> it turned into this. 116 episodes later. 116. That's bananas. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Handsome Minds, how you guys doing out there? We've got a, a, a honestly pretty solid week of comics to talk about. Uh, a lot of discussion I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Yeah. You, you want to talk about some comics, Eric? I would love to talk about some comics. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> it's time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty it. That's it. Simple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. Our first book for this week is Grayson, number twelve, The Journey Home. I like I don't I don't know why the Is there a reason that there's a green lantern on the variant cover of this? It yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? There's no green lantern in this at all. He's he's hiding in the background. I don't know. Um but we Is it would you would you call that a bullshit cover? I, if if it wasn't a variant cover, I would, but it is it is a variant cover, so therefore it is protected for the most part. It's a curiosity instead of being bullshit. There are rules underlying all, the, you know, what constitutes and what does not constitute a bullshit cover. One of the rules is if it makes you angry. Oh, absolutely. It's a bullshit cover. Uh, that's it. I mean, it, that's a main portion of it, yes. Uh, we have read a few issues here and there of this book. We've enjoyed it. Uh, that is a true fact. True fact. Now we see, uh, uh, Dick come back to Gotham and kind of let everyone know that he's not dead and kind of recruit uh, all the, all the, well, the rest of the Robins and Batgirl, uh, to help him out again in his fight against Spiral, who he's trying to escape now. Um, we see him encounter still not Batman Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he kind of, we see him kind of go like talk to all the Robins and Batgirl. And see uh, uh, them deal with the fact that they thought he was dead, uh, and 
But it's at first glance that's what it is. But then there's secret things that are revealed and that were hidden in the conversation. Not that well hidden. I mean, it's kind of they reference it inside the. But you know, it's a, I like that little bit, the little code. Where was it at? You didn't catch it? No. What am I missing? Well, like they, you know, they say talk about the Clue Master's code and you know what he. I see. Yeah. 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 Like if you look at when they, uh, you know, in those pages where he does the. Uh, the narration, mm-hmm. the in the blue squares, the first letter spells out what they need to do with the thing he gives them, which is break it. Mm. That's silly. Because he's being watched. Mm-hmm. He's being watched by Swirly Face. Swirly. It's a terrible password. <laughs> Spotted Dick 37. Well, I'm not sure what 37 represents, but um, what are your thoughts? Number Give me thoughts, Eric. Um, I'm not excited to read this episode. I don't think that it's a good one to jump in on, personally. Uh, I'm still high on the series as a whole. I'm just, I'm not invested in seeing the other Robins react to them. The nostalgia? Yeah, I did think it was, I don't know, it's... It's it's worth reading. I don't hate it. I I don't think this is a good a good issue to just jump in on. If you're going to buy one, I don't think this is the one to buy. Even though it has all these characters and these tender moments and he's talking to Batgirl, and it just feels it feels like a ploy to sell comics and I don't think it really I don't know, it doesn't work that well for me. It's it's by no means a bad book. Uh, it's nicely drawn as every Grayson has been. It looks as good as any of them. Almost, um, almost stiff though. You know, the, the, the figures feel, they have that sort of traced feel almost. Like the figures are all, there's no exaggeration or stylization at all. They look like, like He-Man figures. You know what I'm talking about? I understand. Like all, all the dudes have the exact same build. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a complaint. I, yeah, the, the Robin, Robin's looking alike and the Bruce, Bruce Wayne looking just like, you know, mm-hmm. Dick Grayson, like they look like they're the same age. Mm-hmm. I think we, I've complained about that. Just that, a lot of that's because of the New 52 shortened time scale where there's been four Robins in the span of five years or something. Mm-hmm. And Batgirl and, you know, all those other stuff. I'm, so, I think a lot, I've seen a lot of people really enjoying this online. In general, I think a lot of it is because of that. I think if that nostalgia clicks of like, oh, Grayson and, you know, Dick's back and he's, you know, he's talking to all these, you know, the, uh, the, especially with Damien because they actually, you know, they teamed up for a bit when Dick was Batman. Mm-hmm. Very briefly. Uh, Grant Morrison's run. Like a lot of people who, Read that, enjoyed it, really like that because, you know, you get to see them back together and, you know, they both thought each other were dead and, you know, I think your connection with the characters, mm-hmm. with, with these characters is going to be what decides if you really like this book. I came into it not knowing, you know, I was expecting because I don't have that necessarily, especially the Damien Dick thing. Right. Like I haven't read those books. I never really thought. You know, I I'm, I understand the connection with them, but I didn't have I haven't experienced it. I kind of came around on it. I I think it, there's there's clever stuff in here. It, it does look really nice. Um, it's definitely different than the other Grayson books because it doesn't necessarily deal with much of the spy stuff. 
it's mostly just him talking to the his old friends. I'm a buy, I think. I, I'm I'm solid on this series. I'm this is a departure from the like what the, the other series has done up to this point, but I still like mm. it. I, I still think it's worth I and I think if you like if you like you know, all those back characters and seeing, you know, I, I like that Dick is coming, is back in Gotham. I don't know if he'll stay or if this is going to take him in another direction again, but I, I like that he's connected again. That's, I mean, those are all definitely good things. I think I'm higher on this series as a whole rather than this single issue. Okay. I don't think this is, this is the one, one shot issue to buy. Maybe it is, you know, if you like these things. But me personally, I don't have all these feelings associated with this. I'm not overly wowed by it. I'm, 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 uh, more or less a do not buy on this issue if it's separate from the series as a whole. I think the series as a whole is certainly worth reading. I'm more of a trade buy than uh, a buy on this single issue. Split decision then. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Means we have to stop. Yep. It ends here. It's at the end of it. Flip the table over. Burn go the mic. Go, burn the microphone. Go start us another podcast about how your fucking butt hurt about this. Butt oh. hurt the podcast. Oh nope! Now it's time for a new comic book. We're back. Okay, cool. Our next comic is We Are Robin, number four, written by Lee Bermejo, pencils James Harvey, inks James Harvey with Diana Igea. 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 <laughs> I'm trying. Colors James Harvey and Alex Yaffe. Letters Jared K. Fletcher. Um, this is my favorite issue of this comic so far. I, I like this one a lot. I don't. It's focusing only on one character. Mm-hmm. I, and, but the art style and the kind of the way the way it's laid out, and I, I feel like it's focused. And this character, I I don't know what happened. Like the difference between that, you know, that first issue was a focus on that one character, you know, a singular character. But I like this, this feels, I don't know, I can't pinpoint it necessarily, but I, this, I like this comic a lot. I think it's mostly the artist. Are you familiar with, uh, Master Plasty by Image that he published? No, I'm not. It is an oversized comic book that is roughly the size of my torso. <laughs> I have a copy. Uh, the next time you're in, you're in T-Town, I will show it to you, um, there are probably copies um, at your local store even now. It was, it was. This is not a pun, but it was big <laughs> uh, when it was out. It was in, it was in every store I went to. But I had bought a copy from Heroes Are Not Hard to Find. I think probably when I went to Heroes Con, it would have been right, roughly when. But it looks a lot like this. He's got that very unusual um, visual style. It's, it's, it's based a lot on weird printing errors and manga. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very, it's very interesting and very unique. And it's easily the best thing about this book. It's, it's really, really cool. I was not necessarily expecting to see it. This is a strange departure to me, mm-hmm. um, for this book, but I really dig that. Yeah, it's it, good. It's it's good to see DC roll the dice a little bit, not just making double Batman and uh, uh, from from here on out. I did think that it was interesting that it takes a step away from that crazy 
like overwhelming style when Batgirl shows up. Like it's really like super stylish leading up to when she shows up, you know, wild colors and printing errors and all kinds of stuff. And it sort of gets more normal Mm -hmm. when she appears to find that very interesting. Did you waste Batgirl's time? I didn't. Okay. I'm going to say you get tied up, put in a garbage can. Do not want to go in a garbage can. With that on you. But I I don't know if this artist is going to stay on this book. Um, frankly, if you're going to have like a book where you're jumping around different artists doing lots of crazy different styles, this is actually not a bad book to choose. Mm-hmm. Because there's all these different, you can focus on different characters and tell different stories. And, you know, you can emphasize the strengths of different artists. Um, yeah, this could, this could be a very good, almost like an anthology, just sort of let them tell whatever stories they want and make it a little bit less sort of rigid to old DC. I think it could be really fun. No, I definitely agree. I am a buy. We are out. Uh, yeah, particularly I, I, I didn't come off it quite so high, but. After looking through it again and talking about it with you, I'm definitely more excited about it. So it's uh it's a wonderful book and I think it's exactly the kind of thing that needs to be encouraged from DC. So buy this book. Don't don't poke back, girl, though. That's don't, weird. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Don't poke her. Uh it's a double buy. We are don't robbing wear, number four. I was gonna say sorry. I was gonna say don't also wear flesh colored bicycle shorts, because that's gross. <laughs> Devil by We Are Robin, number four. Our next book is uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales Presents Death One Shot, number one. <laughs> Story by Joe Bush, Brusha, and Ralph Tedesco. Writers Ralph, writer Ralph Tedesco, art Greg Bo Watson, colors Fran Gamboa, JC Ruiz, letters Fabio Emilia. I, we have never read any of, any of these on our podcast. There are, I, every time I go to a comic book store, I see Mm-hmm. Multiple variations of these Grim Fairy Tales comics. And considering the amount of them, they have to sell. Someone is buying these things. I've yeah. never seen anyone, I've never seen a person holding one. Like, I've, like, own, I, that owns it. But people are buying it because they keep making them. Um, it, my, I, I actually, this, have you read any of these before, Eric? No. Neither have I. I, I just looked at it and go, okay, it's cheesecakey stuff. You know. It's pretty much it. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's tons of books in this genre of, uh, oh, here's a, a terrible cheesecake comic. You read it and turn your brain off and look at boobs, but think that you're smart. This is, uh, I, it's not as bad as I expect it to be. It is, it is not as bad, but it's, it's not as good as it should be. It's not good at all. <laughs> I don't, I really, it could easily be worse. It's not it, as bad as could, that uh, Rob Liefeld book you read. No, no, it is not. But I mean, if that's really, if that's really your floor, I mean, that's. I think that you would have to to work hard to make a book that bad and offensive. <laughs> this book is not that bad and offensive, but it is easily not a good book. Mm. And I, I am, I am not impressed with this. Yeah, I'm, I just, I kind of wanted, I, one, I was not that overwhelmed by what was available this week to read. Um, and we haven't read one before, so I thought we'd at least, there's people reading these. I, I agree with you. This is 
I, I, it would have really had to be like really su- great for me to be surprised and mm-hmm. like enjoy it. I, I, I didn't hate it. I just, you know, it is exactly what it kind of, it, I, the story takes you from A to B to C. I think that was the thing I was surprised by. Like there's, it's not a good story. It's kind of mm-hmm. very Twilight. Like it feels like a, a, a story three times removed from a Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. And they just added a whole bunch of boobs. Um, that's a good way to describe this. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that's not already buying it, buying this comic probably. Um, but I'm if not, you're, I'm if not you're, angry. If you're, well, if you're buying books that are like this, mm-hmm. you have a large collection of Dawn and Lady Death comics, uh-huh. you're probably going to disagree with us on most of the things. Probably. That, that we discuss. I I have no problem with cheesecake, and I guess this is not that shy about it being cheesecake. I mean, it's pretty upfront about it. Mm-hmm. It is not subtle. It's no, it's just not that. It's not good. No, it has to be. If you're gonna, do, I to me like for me to enjoy something like this, it has to be much more kind of tongue in cheek. More, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the more knowing. Of what it's doing and, and kind of be playful with it. And this is not, it's like very like, hey, let's stab people. And like, it's very, mm-hmm. you know, bloody and kind of with no purpose really. No. Like it's very shallow. Um, but do not buy, but not, it's not as angry to do not buy as I, I was gonna, I expected it to be. It's, it's more exasperated side, do not buy. Yeah, it's like, eh, yeah, do not buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, don't, don't buy it. <laughs> Our uh, next book, our only Marvel book of the week, is Weird World. Weird World. Number Weird four. World. Weird World. Number four. Written by Jason Aaron, with art by Mike Del Mundo. I know there's other... There you go. Colors, Mike Del Mundo and Marco D'Alfonso. Letters, Corey Pettit. Um, I am so... I, I'm... This... I don't... Smitten. I, I'm smitten. I'm, by I'm, I love World. Weird... I love Weird World so much. Um... This book's really great. I'm glad Mike Del Mundo has a place to have his weird art mm-hmm. uh, make sense. Um, I'm really glad that this book is continuing after Secret Wars. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? Uh, my only hesitance is that Jason Aaron is no longer going to be writing it. That is a bummer. But I, I'm going to still follow it after just because I really – I like – I don't know how the hell they're going to have a place for this in Marvel, the Marvel Universe. Um, you know, a barbarian. I mean, it'd have to maybe, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but this comic book, I really like it. There's like man things and like really obscure Marvel characters and uh, it, and it looks great. And there's barbarians guy, barbarian guy. I, I have a feeling. Okay, Eric, tell me this. Reading this, do you think we're going to get like a realization that this Archon guy is actually someone else? I don't think so. My okay. understanding is he's uh he is a a uh, a character from the Marvel universe. Yes, yes, but I mean, I don't know. It feels like there's some I don't it feels like there's something that we're some twist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I they they have the twist that his world like there's some weird mirror thing going on, but I I'm I'm like I just it's something is itching at me like there's going to be a twist about what is actually happening here that it's not just this dude looking for us. You know his home. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it. Feels... I I am I'm, I'm on board with that. That there's it's not going to be too clear. I don't know. I uh, I agree with you. There is something like it's too 
it would be too simple for him just to get there that it feels like there is there is going to be some like oh it's all a dream or you know something better than that i hope <laughs> well but, yeah I, I expect it to be something and the fact that it's a continuing series means that the dude has to have a reason has something to chase like it's not you know he can't be happy and content at the end so i don't know but it feels like we're it's we're being led somewhere but we don't know where like it's a misdirect or something but i I'm a buy on this. This is my by far my favorite thing out of Secret Wars of all the you know the tie-in comics. This is by far my favorite. They're they're not all they're not. It's not like they're bad. Mm-mm. It's not like the the one good convergence book that come that came out. <laughs> this is this is a good one. I uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed as well. Um, when did you read number three? Did you read it as it came out? Because I don't think we did it for the show. We did not, but I did. I, I read it to catch up, so I read three and four, and uh, I still I feel vindicated that uh, that that uh, shattered crystal man is alive. I think he's going to turn up. Yeah, me too. I think so. I hope so, at least. Yeah, I, re- I, I, I like I, I like that guy. Yeah, the I, one that's made out of crystal. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the, you know he he'll come back, and there'll be two shattered crystal men. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll show up in the, maybe not, even if he doesn't end in, you know, in number five, I think will be the last. Number five, I think is the last one of this run before they jump into the continuing series, new one. Even if he doesn't show up, he can show up later on. I hope he does. But. Do you think it's pronounced Polemicus? That makes sense. I'd been saying Polemicus in my head. Like, that doesn't sound right. No, that's what I'm like. I was just thinking, like, you said that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the way you would say it, not Polemachus. Even though you look at it and you go, that's not Polemachus. Yeah, he's looking for Polemachus. And then, (laughs) no, that's not right. People don't talk like that. That's that's how you say that terrible word. Sure is awkward. Yeah. Polemachus. Oh, that's better. That sounds like a city. (laughs) It does. Um, that's Weird World number four. I'm a buy. I think Eric's a buy. Uh, yeah. Okay, double buy. Uh, our final book of the week is Wild's End, The Enemy Within, number one. Uh, they're going with the, uh, the XCOM naming conventions, I guess. That's good. <laughs> they're gonna go after all the, all those expand, those XCOM expansions and they'll start, uh, naming them. Uh, created by Dan Abnett and INJ Colbard, written by Dan Abnett, illustrated and lettered by INJ Colbard, with additional material by Nick Abnett. Um, well, here you go, Eric. More Wild's End. Yep. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, like this little fat round cat guy. I love those two guys. They're pretty good, aren't they're, they? Yeah, those. I'm like they're introduced. Those, if those, the two characters they choose to introduce are like feuding science fiction writers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right to the core of my nerd heart. <laughs> I really like it. it. Makes me wonder if he's based on G.K. Chesterton, the the man who was Thursday. That's who he reminds me of. He's just a fat round guy, so I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like uh oh Fiddler's Green was based on G.K. Chesterton directly. Gilbert. Do you know who he is? No. I'm not familiar with his work either. I'm only I'm only aware of him through the context of Sandman. But uh, okay. he was uh I don't know. He was a writer that people enjoyed. It looks I don't know. He he looks like an interesting writer. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about him. 
But uh, anyway, that's a lot of talk about a fat round cat guy. <laughs> this, this comics, I really, I'm glad that this story is continuing. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Um, I, I mean, I really enjoyed that first uh, Wild Zen uh, arc. Oh, so good. And we were both right in that there's no way that that it could have mm-hmm. it ended, and so they are doing another run. And I'm I will I me I don't know this could theoretically go on for a long time if they just keep you know doing arcs and then just naming them. I think that's the thing you're seeing more and more of in comics where you know they're not people aren't necessarily doing you know new series. They're just relaunch with number ones and do like a, a one book. Like Hellboy has been using that model forever. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a buy on this book. It's great. it's it's as delightful as the other one, and they keep introducing good. They keep introducing new good characters like this, and it it's good. It's solid. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful book. So I I, I think everyone should buy it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not, it doesn't it doesn't seem uh, any longer that it's like Winnie the Pooh meets World of uh, War of the Worlds, but it's it's its own thing now. Yeah, it's found, um, it's found it's, in its identity, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I I like where it's going, and I'm excited to see more. Absolutely. Can't wait to see which horrible pig women are going to be roasted alive next. Oh, my God. So, I'm, I'm guessing one of the science fiction writers. One of the science fiction writers? Probably the, the one we like more. Probably. He's going to get it. Sacrifice himself, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. see. We'll see. Double buy. Wild Zen, the enemy within. Number one. Eric, did you read anything else this week? Uh, just Weird World number three. Okay. I uh, bought a whole bunch of Batman comics. Ah, uh, you bum. I have not read them yet, but I will. I, I see them all on there. Yes. Um, a lot of, uh, I bought the entirety of Scott Snyder's Batman. I'm going to give it the most honest possible chance I can and we see should just, we, should, we should just read it for book club and be done with it okay it's gonna it, it supposedly it's ending in issue 50 and they're like in 44 now so mm-hmm. like a few like in two months well they'll, it'll be done and I think we can kind of tackle it as a whole see if we can be convinced otherwise it's a pretty pretty uh pretty beefy read but I think we could do it yeah two three weeks split it mm-hmm. up Okay. Well, we've we've certainly read more than fifty issues in a week before. Yes, I think Bone is the go-to for. Wow, mm-hmm. that was a lot. We shouldn't do that again. Yep, we were boning it for a long time. <laughs> I'm 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 here all day, people. Ba-doom-tsh. Yep. Um. So that fleekly whoppies is over. <laughs> wow, you have gotten dumb. I was literally gonna, I was just like, I was about to say that and stop myself, like, no, let's just do it. Let's full speed ahead. Time for, the time for Fleekly Whoppies is over. (laughs) (laughs) It is is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week, uh, about nerdy things we get up to, uh, they invariably are nerdy. Yeah, but we don't we don't have non nerdy hobbies apparently. I don't think so. I of course. What even is a non nerdy exactly. hobby? Exactly. They're mean, all honestly. they're all hobbies are nerdy. Really. I mean, yeah. I mean, if like you, we both enjoy football to some degree, and you went off and had to start doing fantasy football, which is the nerdiest kind of football. It that's true. It's very true. Just inject nerdiness into anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's good. 
Um, you you want to start us off, Eric? I don't. I for once, I don't know what you're going to talk about. Well, for for once, huh? Yeah. I uh, I don't really have too too much to to check in with. I've been uh, playing the ever loving uh, uh, Talos Principle, which you are correct. I adore that game. It is really, really, really fun. And I probably played it for three hours on Saturday, which is a hell of a lot for me. And I'm thinking about playing it now, but I'm probably just going to faint as soon as we get done with podcast. <laughs> how far are you? I don't know. Where, how, what's the latest puzzle mechanic? You've I seen? have opened up um, everything through, like, I've opened up the light beams, I've opened up the box, okay. the fan, the replay console, I've opened up areas A, B, and C. Okay, yeah, you're pretty, you're, just, pretty you're getting there. I'm starting to do the red puzzles just for the sake of doing them. Mm-hmm. They're much harder. Yes, yes. And I are. am very interested in what is going to happen, but I've, I'm basically at a point to where there's not a whole lot. I also, uh, I also found the three angels. Okay. And uh, unlocked them. Did you get them? I think so. It's when you you find the axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that, yeah. And you smash the things down. Yes, I got that, yes. Yeah, and then you do Tetris puzzles for a million hours. <laughs> yes, those are really ridiculous. They're tough because there's like one solution for them. Yeah. Basically. Um, tiling puzzles are really difficult. Mm-hmm. That, do you, you remember the part in Anthem? I kept thinking about that. Where, what was it, um, was it Father Jad? What's his name? It was, it was Jad, I think. I can't think of what it was. I guess just Fra Jad, when he, uh, he had created a second solution to the tile room as everyone slept. I kept thinking about that and I'm like, wow, tiling, tiling puzzles are no joke. You really do have to be brilliant or fail a whole lot. I, yeah, failing is a whole lot was my strategy. That was mine as well. That Just was mine as well. Like, keep going, and eventually you'll luck into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, you know, I thought about it. I'm thinking, like, well, does this work here and this strategy? And, but it's mostly a lot of Bruce, brute force. Those, that replay mechanic. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones I waited to last, for the most part. Because hmm. they go from, hey, that's, that's really easy. I understand how I did that, to, like, mm-hmm. how am I going to... Mm-hmm. Wrap my brain around that, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm having a good time. So you found my one of my notes for you, at least. Yep, one of mine for you. I don't know. We're gonna see how much more negative you get later. Well, they, yeah, you you get a you have you painted your own your own yet? One. I okay. don't remember which I picked. Yeah, you only get I, it. I there's I they do mix it up a little bit. To the options. So, I have forgotten by this point, but I did, yeah, I, I'm certain I got a little bit more. I, I, are you reading all of the notes? All of the notes? All, all the, the, all the, the codes, the, uh, the QR codes on yeah. the walls? Yeah. Whenever I see them, yes, I do read them. I am trying to digest as much of the materials because that's a big part of what's interesting about this game is it's a very weird and mysterious world and they tell the story in a very interesting and compelling way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty well invested in that. I mean, I skim a lot of the text files because, I mean, a lot of it just seems to be 
painting a larger picture of what this world is, and there's no clear meaning in terms of, uh, you know, what statement it is, that there's like a truncated thing about Osiris or Athena or whatever in the shit. Most of the myth- mythological stuff I, I skimmed. Um, yeah, there's, I, I'm doing a lot of skimming, but. Anything involving so real often, people, I read, I read. Yeah. But no, the, the, the chat logs are interesting. I really like to talk about the guys who are like talking about how, uh, the guys like having an epiphany about how, uh, like data will basically last for generations until it just sort of de- de- degrades the way it does. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is like, yeah, our porn is going to last forever. And then he just starts naming porn movies. I'm when you when you finish it, we need to have another chat about it. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure when that will be. I usually have a pretty half-assed commitment to finishing video games these days, but this one's pretty special. Yeah, I I did I finished every puzzle. I think it's that it's it's that kind of game. I'm very compelled to I, do everything. I did use the angels. Did you? In two of them, I think. I These saved... red ones are very difficult. Yeah, there's a couple I've where only, literally I've only... just... Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you can... I we'll, saved those we'll for last. See. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think a big part of it is just sort of committing to figuring it out and sticking with it no matter how long it takes. It's really the only way. It's just not giving up, I think. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to getting back to it. I haven't played it at all today. It's been nothing but football and going to the comic book store and lifting heavy things. Those are all good things. Yeah, they're good things. You want to talk about my loot from the comic book store? Sure, we can go over it. Hmm. Went with my my buddy Gary today, and I got a copy of Zodiac Star Force number one, which I'm very excited to read. It doesn't seem like it's been on your radar, but uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped up about reading it. It is um I guess there's no real unique way to describe it. It doesn't it doesn't sound that unique from a concept perspective because it just looks like another magical girl comic book. But it's got really fun art. I I support it. There's also a new uh Avatar the Last Airbender comic book that's out, a new arc that they're doing. I'm really excited for it. One of the same Guri Hero comics mm-hmm. that they've been doing. And Mr. Gary actually bought me one of those, so I'm I'm pretty pumped up about that. Uh, I'm I also got the first trade of Steven Universe comics, okay, which I almost put back, but it's like when I just saw that like the list of creators in this book, I was just very excited, and I have to buy it. This is Steven Universe is is. It's just kind of like the next thing, you know, it's it's the next adventure time that all the super creators are going to get behind it and all the the talented young people. Mm-hmm. But it's uh it's pretty it's pretty exciting. It also has my hero Sam Bosma in it, which is wonderful, which I knew he worked on the show. Do you know Sam Bosma? The name sounds familiar. Hmm. I also managed to pick up Saga number 5. Oh. Yes, sir, Bob. I haven't gotten yet. I will. It's uh it's 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 got a kitty cat on the cover. Well, if I wasn't going to buy it already, no, I would again cuz there's a kitty cat. Well, you know you know this kitty cat. Do I? Yes. Oh, okay. It's the 
It's the one that's already, you already know him. Oh, he, the one that's in the comic book? Mm-hmm. Oh, makes sense. Be weird if they had a different cat, I guess. That's, that's truth telling cat. <laughs> truth cat. It's just, it's when you, whenever you tell the truth, it's get really annoying. Well. Well. I'm gonna take a nap now. Oh, um, no, wait. No, I have to talk about things, Eric. That's, it's my Oh, turn. okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you take a turn then. I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a nap. No, you have to react and talk to me. Okay. You have to. Have to. Uh, <laughs> have to. The, the first thing I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. about is a movie that I watched. Okay. Finally. Came out, god, a year ago? Pro- over a year ago, I'm sure. It's, 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 uh, it's been a while, yeah. Yeah, we read the comic book for, uh, for book club in episode 70 of this very podcast. Mm-hmm. We did not enjoy it that much. The comic. It's, it's not meant to be enjoyed. Yeah, we, we suffered through it as, as you are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. In, to, the, in the manner of the French. Uh, <laughs> precisely. The art is to be endured, not, uh, enjoyed. Um, it is Snowpiercer. They made the, the film that very loosely based on that comic book. <laughs> uh, there's a train and it's cold outside. I, the, the similarities maybe in there. There's not much, I mean, I, there, it kind of the class warfare thing is happening. Right. But they are very loose on everything else. Um, it's fine. It's better. Th- I like it more than the comic. I'll say that. It, it, it does seem like they would definitely have to, um, sort of warm it up a little bit, make it a little bit less unlikable in French. So that's, uh, that's positive that it feels a little bit better. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. There's, it's not a, I, I don't know. I, I hesitate to call it good, but there's interesting things, you know, in it. Um, Chris Evans with what he's given does a fine job. The, the writing is not that great. I think that's my main complaint. Um, they, they try and do a lot in two hours and I don't think they really achieve that, but there's, you know, interesting things. There's interesting set pieces. Uh, the ending is better than the comic book ending, but not really great still. I don't know. I don't know how you would. I I don't know how to end that that the, the story honestly satisfactorily because it. I don't know. But I thought just to mention it because you know you read it. Um, I'd suggest it. Before, watch the movie, and you probably don't need to read the comic unless you enjoy the the uh, problems with humanity. I mean, there's plenty of that in the movie, but it's kind of glossed over for the most part. At the end of the day, Chris Evans. Chris Evans is a hero. His character, hero, not a you know unlikable monster. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be the person we're following around. Yeah. Um, the other thing to talk about is a video game, Eric. A video game. They make them now. Oh man, who's they? Uh, Avalanche Studios is the name. The Mad, the Mad Max game. I'm, that's what I'm, t- I've, I've been playing the Mad Max video game that came out very recently. Old Mad Maxy. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest kind of, there, I don't know if you saw any of this. You're not, I don't think you're as closely tuned into the video game stuff as I am. I follow plenty of people that talk about it. Did you see the thing about Mad Max when it first came out? I, my introduction to it was when one of the two guys, I forget which one of the guys, I think it's the writer that does Penny Arcade, I forget his name. Mm -hmm. He posted a really shitty post about how it was negatively reviewed, but he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what he said. Do you remember this post? I don't. Yeah, I mean that is kind of the 
the it's not really a controversy. That, that's a mm-hmm. stupid word to describe it because it's a video game and it's not. I mean, it's a Mad Max video game controversy. Mm-hmm. It seems really blown, mm-hmm. overblown. It's most people who bought the game, like the average person, you know, a normal person, enjoyed it. Has enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it. But most critics were fair to middling on it. You know, they thought it, it's fine or that it's bad, but none, no one thought it was great uh, or even really good. I think most people thought it was above average or worse. Um, I, it, it plays, it has a lot of that formula of like the Assassin's Creed kind of style game or, or Far Cry where you go into an area, you conquer a tower and then you can, you see what's in the area and then you go and like check things off, you know, your to-do list. You know, so to speak, there's a big map with icons all over it. Um, I, I don't know. They, they're, it's really well crafted. They, they have done a really good, it's well thought out. There's a lot of effort there hmm. in, in realizing this little chunk of Mad Max. Uh, I think the game would be stronger if you weren't playing as Max himself, if you were just playing as your own create, your, your own character in the, this universe. You don't even have you're, to, you could be any, what are you saying? I was just gonna say, you're, just gonna sneak off and make the ugliest character possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Isn't there? A, there's a YouTube series. What's it called? Like Monster Factory or something like that. I don't know. Where that sounds well, good. I, I think that's. But like they they do exactly that. But like comically so. Like make the ugliest thing that the face maker can possibly generate, and then show you video of the game, whether it's Skyrim or whatever. You know, of of like running around with that. I, yes, I probably would do that. Um, yeah. You're just, like you. Max is boring as a character. Like, he's just like that grim guy who doesn't talk very much. Like, you know, a lot of video game protagonists. But, yeah. There's a lot of character in the world and like, they put a lot of thought into the settings and it's, I don't, it, there's a lot more in it than you see in any of the Mad Max movies. Um, there's some from, there's a little bit of bleed over from Fury Road into here. Like there's war boys and stuff. Like they're one of the factions. Um, but there's it, like part of it, part of the territory you're in is used to be covered by the ocean, used to be the sea floor, but the oceans receded. And now there's like you, as you're driving on these roads there, you, you know, there's seashells. The, the dirt is seashells. There's like, the highest points are, like, lighthouses and abandoned ships, like, giant tankers that people have taken up residence in, using them as strongholds. Like, there's, you know, there every, and that, that just is neat. This, it's a very pretty game. I posted a picture on my Twitter. Uh, they have a nice little capture program installed in there where that, you know, takes off the UI. And you get really nice, like, it looks really, like, it, it's, all, like, obviously a desolate wasteland, but it looks nice for a desolate wasteland. Um. All the encounters with all the strongholds of the, all these gangs and factions you're trying to, you know, take over and beat up, like, are really well designed. Like, there's, they're kind of intricate in that there's lots of nooks and crannies and, uh, the car combat stuff is fun. I really am, like, it's always satisfying to drive your car at full speed into another car and watch it explode. Every time it is fun. It is, that is not get tired, it's not tiresome to drive a car into another car and it explodes. There's a lot of weird, you know, Mad Maxy stuff in there. Like your your buddy is a hunchback named Chum Bucket. That's that does sound very Mad Maxy. Your main villain is a guy named Scabarus Scrotum, or Sca- Scabarus Scrotus, something like that. It you know it's disgusting. <laughs> There's you, one of your weapons is an explosive harpoon called a Thunderpoon. 
Good lord. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, it, but I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I, 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 it came out the same day as Metal Gear Solid 5. Mm-hmm. And I think that did not help its case. Cause, no. I, I don't know, I don't know. For all Metal Gear's, Metal Gear 5 strengths, um, these, the games aren't that similar. So I don't, I mean, they're open world games to, to an extent, but I, I don't know. Mad Max has its appeal. Like I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I got it for half price and I'm not regretting that purchase whatsoever. What platform do you have it on? I haven't seen it Steam. in your little Steam window. So you are playing it on Steam. Mm-hmm. I, I must be avoiding the computer. Played 32 hours. Neato. On, on Steam. It tells me as of right now. Um, it looks, I mean, there's a, there's some bugs, but nothing crazy. Um, I, I'm having fun. I like it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that the critics who didn't like it that much are, you know, that there's something wrong with them. They have their own opinion. That's fine. I think it's a fun game. I wish I could remember more specifics about the whole Penny Arcade thing because it really was a super dick post that he put up there. But I mean, surprise! <laughs> huge douchey guys, huge douche. But it is what it is. So yeah. Yeah, here I'm looking at it right now, but I'm like, I can't think. Yeah, he, he, he yeah, he is. He complains about r- critics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. A critic is entitled. The, uh, the, you know, they're critics. They, they have to endure a lot, a lot of video games that are. This game is formulaic to a certain extent, but I don't. I not. I the formula isn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> hey, Eric. Hey, Robbie. You want to talk about Runaways? Show enough. All right. Hey guys, Handsomeites, it's time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, Nerd Boy Book Club is part of the show where Eric and I, uh, assign a longer collected work, uh, and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Uh, this week we are starting a three week journey of uh, The Runaways of Brian K. Vaughn and then Joss Whedon's Runaway series. Uh, we are, they are in big, uh, collections that just came out recently. Uh, we are doing 1 through 18, the entirety of volume 1, uh, this week. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Adrian Alfana, Takeshi Miyazawa, uh, with, let's see, inks by David Newbold, Craig Young, colors Brian Reber, and Christina Strain, letters Paul Trutron, Chris Olopoulos, Chris the Greek Olopoulos, excuse me, mm-hmm. and Randy Gentile. Eric, you, have talked this this comic up a lot. Mm-hmm. We I think we've been discussing doing it for book club for forever. And yeah, just, it's probably one of the first ones that I was pushing for. And then we just kept getting pushed off for some reason or another. You should have just told me wait 116 episodes, and then <laughs> we'll do and it. Then we'll do it. Then we'll do it. Come be patient. Yeah. Um. God. When was the last time you read this? It's been a long time. Okay. It's been a very long time. Um, I'm not sure what you're going to follow that up with. I don't think that it's necessarily aged badly, at least in terms of the storytelling and, you know, the, the nature of what it is. Mm-hmm. It very much feels like it's part of that time, though, than I was reading it. It, it, it feels like, it feels like it's very much entrenched in, in, the early 2000s, the way, like, Kim Possible is. <laughs> it's very, it's very early 2000s. I would, my question was, yeah, does it live up to your, the expectations of your memories of, of it? 
I mean, I do think so. Okay. I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I feel pretty much this the way that I did before. Um, but they're, I don't know. He's, he's made a bunch of very interesting and compelling characters and sets good hooks. I mean, this was a, a younger, less, uh, incredibly skilled Brian K. Vaughn, but it's still a delightful comic. And I, I don't think I was really like, I wasn't super on board with these until a couple issues later. Like, I think what really, like, seeing more Molly and seeing, like, Carolina just breaks my heart. Um, like, something about, like, young people struggling with their sexual identity, as Carolina clearly is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking, you know, and it's so interesting to read about. I don't know. It's it it charms the hell out of me. But I mean, I I think he he manages to make every character compelling. Yeah, they they each have their own identity. Mm-hmm. I think that is probably what I would say is the greatest strength of the writing. Yes, is that and that's all. It's really difficult to do, especially with that basic. These are all new characters, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of times you get shortcuts in Marvel Universe team books. Because most of the members of the team we know from somewhere else. You know, hey, we already know who Spider-Man is. We know Wolverine. We know Captain America. We know these guys. You know, you don't have to try and create an identity for, you know, in the six new characters plus, you know, their parents to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and make them distinct and unique. Um, and, you know, so that they don't kind of fade together. You know, that they don't end up merging in people's minds. He, he, he does an excellent job. And keeping them each distinct, you know, in their own way. You know, I never got, I never once got confused about, you know, this character versus this character. I mm-hmm. knew right away, like, I know their power. I know their personality. I know, you know, how, who they are to a certain extent. Um, I do think that I am a victim of hype. Uh oh. Where I, I mean, this is a good book. I really, I did enjoy it a mm-hmm. lot. Um, right. I don't know what I, I, I think I'm just, you're not the only person who's, mm-hmm. who has gone, Runaways is amazing. Like, I, it's kind of, you know, it's Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. And it. So your, your expectations were set incredibly high. Yeah. I mean, and I, that's as much my fault as anyone's, but I, it's a solid, um, comic. It looks nice. I do think Adrian Alphonse, I prefer his work in Miss Marvel. He's not quite the Adrian Alfana we know and love in this. I think he he was still finding his way, but he drew a shitload of these, and mm-hmm. he's he's grown a lot as a result. I also think that that uh, the anchors, particularly in the first couple of issues, handled it really clunky, but he has improved tremendously. Yeah, it, it, it's I, and I'm not it's not bad by any means. No. Uh, it's just when you compare it. You know, I, I, my first exposure to him was in Miss Marvel, you know, and then going back to this, it's, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's. No, it's, it's rough in comparison. He is, yeah. he's, he's, he's not, not our guy yet. Um, but I was, ex- I don't know, I was expecting like something, you know, world breaking or something, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it is a superhero comic about teenagers in the Marvel universe. Uh, it is actually a pretty, you know, that very smart idea of like, yeah, your parents are super villains kind of thing is, uh, you know, interesting premise, and it's executed very well. Uh, it is, I think, particularly considering the time frame it came out. Like, I think we're judging it 
Yeah. Off of uh, this, this is a contemporary to. I think it even predates Civil War. It does. It's, it's 2000, 2003 Civil War was 05, I want to say. Okay, my edition, it was printed in 2005, so that's what's throwing me. Okay. But yeah, 2003, that's really super old. Um, that's a, that's like eras ago. Yeah. And it's, in, in comic books. Yeah. And it's hard to view it like, like you said, it feels very much of that time period. And it, I, I would say the fashion, the way that they talk. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like it's set in that time period, but in terms of the content, I can't believe that it came out then. You know, particularly when you get into like the, like Carolina, like, mm-hmm. and her lesbian relationship with the Skrull. I, I don't know. That's very risque for a comic book that came out in 2003. Well, it, it, it feels like I, I was actually gonna, that would be my next point where, you, it feels like a proto version of many of the comics we read now. Yes, absolutely. Like, like it's a prototype of for Batgirl and Miss Marvel, and you know, you know the the new wave, mm-hmm. Hawkeye's the you know the, those types of comics, the ones where it's offbeat and doesn't show you know just straight white superheroes. Yes, it it it's, this 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 made. Uh... This this really was was going the distance with that. I wish that they hadn't um, killed Wilder so quickly. You know. Yeah. But, uh, I I, I want to talk about that. Alex Wilder. Might as, might as well go ahead. Okay. Um. I I think I I had been spoiled on that twist before, but I'd forgotten it at this point. Right. Like so. Like I read it, and it was. I don't. It wasn't necessarily surprising, but I was. I was yeah. expecting something. I think at some yes. point I was like, "There's something's going to happen well, here." They've they teased the mole from book one. Yeah, and I. So you knew it was going to be one of them. Yeah, it was somebody, but it felt like very much like you're not like obviously they even tease that in about the mole. Like maybe it's someone working the parents. Like maybe it's mm. and they just don't mention it. You know, that's a mole that's not actually a mole that they're, you know, they're double crossing or it's a triple cross. You know, it's like a, you know, back and yeah. forth kind of thing. I, I, when looking back, I can see it being Alex, you know, because that he's, you know, he's the, the ringleader. He's the strategist. He's, you know, the, the, the mastermind. It, it just, I don't know. It, it didn't, I didn't feel, it's not, I, I didn't feel like betrayed. I just felt like, oh, I, oh, it's him. Like, I, like, I don't know. I think the most interesting thing about him to me was that he wasn't, he didn't, he, he doesn't have powers, right? He's just like good. He's just really smart. Right. Right. And that twist that, oh, he's been working the team the whole time. It kind of felt like it, it cheapened that to me. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. And that, that is, that is, I, I mean, I didn't, in that I didn't see it being him. I, I should say. Like, obviously, there's a mole, but I don't know. It's hard to kind of express. I just felt disappointed when it was him to be the, it, 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 I, him dying seems wasteful. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the story works terribly well with the group of them and, the parents and uh, they go off and it becomes a Saturday morning cartoon with all the bad guys. They're trying to get those kids next time. Yeah. They're flying around the leapfrog and there's evil giants. <laughs> uh oh. 
what's Chase gonna say next? <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't, I don't know, I don't think that that works. Um, no, it, it doesn't. You, I mean, it can't, you can't sustain it. And I think that, I mean, the fact, you know, that even it, it was getting a little tiresome by the end of this, where like, oh yeah, they're, they're still on the run. Um, well, that, that, that kind of never stops. But yeah, they do, I know, they are the They have guys, different but, wacky adventures and it's yeah. interesting. But in, in the end of the day, this is a, a grim story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very sort of dark and people die. Yeah. Like a, a lot of these characters die. Um, all their parents die. Yes, they do. It's fucked. That's dark. Um, all their parents die. Alex dies. More people die. It's, it, it, it keeps up with that. You know, Vaughn is, uh, not afraid to give a couple characters the axe. And he's investing time into making them compelling characters. I don't think Alex is an unlikable character. I think they try and make him interesting. No, I, I mean, that's not, he's certainly not unlike, I mean, I enjoy all the characters in a certain way. Yeah, I think that, I think that's one of the strengths of this is that every character is enjoyable in their own way. I kind of feel that you don't really get to see a lot of good sides of Chase or Gert. Not enough. Molly steals the scene whenever she's on panel. Whenever. Because she's just hilarious and adorable. And she just says whatever dumb thing and it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I love, I love Molly so much. Oh my god. I just, I, I just want to read a comic of Kamala Khan and, and Molly just hanging out. I would just read that forever. It'd be so boring and I'd just be like, aww, the whole time. You can't break down. Your your Alex Wilder feelings at all? I'm thinking about it. It I mean, it's, it seems it seems pretty abstract. Yeah, it's I don't know. It, I don't like that they killed him. I feel like he could be yeah. a nice villain for them long term, but instead he just dies. Um, if he's gonna be, you know, they're gonna have that big turn on him just for him to die almost instantly feels like you invest. He invests so much time in making these characters, and then. I don't know. One of the, the 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 one that turns evil dies or was evil. And I I I think maybe that is my main problem is that I we I never saw anything sinister in him mm-hmm. whatsoever, not even a little. And I understand like that's supposed to be selling. You know, he's such a master yes. planner that yes. he wouldn't let any of that leak for them. But I feel like in a in a story where you are like trying to plant intrigue and that it could be any of these people could be the traitor. When the one, like, I don't know, you could kind of look at it multiple ways. I feel like I'm always, I'm most interested in when there's something pointing at all of them. Mm-hmm. When I could say, oh, it could be him because of this, or it could be this guy because of that. Maybe it's my, the problem is that it feels, cause this came up to me a couple times where, uh, Brian came on, like, the comic is like poking fun at comic book tropes. Like the, just the, you know, like he mentions at the end, it's like, what, you just think we're just gonna, we just stumbled upon a dinosaur and these power gloves? Like, you think that was an accident? And, you know, it, 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 like then, again, it cheapens the character to a certain, I don't know. I'm trying to piece together my thoughts. Maybe I just don't want any of them to be bad. Mm -hmm. I like them as a whole. I like them as a group. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I don't know, having the, 
the ringleader guy, the guy who doesn't have anything. I don't know. I I just I, I, I it doesn't feel like any of them would be the you know a betrayer. Mm-hmm. And I I guess that's hard to digest. Like, is that good? In when there's a big twist like that, should there be a sign towards a certain character? Should you point towards somebody, even if it's very subtle? Mm-hmm. Or is it better when it comes out of left field entirely? I mean, and there are signs. If you look back at it, you can see a little bit things here and there, but nothing that stands out beforehand. Mm-hmm. I don't not a, not enough foreshadowing. You're saying? Yeah, I'm always a fan of like. Well, I mean, things something that, things that happen in the story should be echoed in other parts of the story. That's just sort of the craft of good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you that it does almost seem a little tacked on, but I doubt at any point that he was intending for it to be anyone else. No, I I'm, it I'm seemed, sure yeah, he it had seems it planned like, from day one. Yeah, exactly. I mean I mean I'm not questioning that it was wasn't planned, no, wasn't thought of out. Sorry. I But it it's just sort of not echoed enough in the rest of the text maybe. Yeah, I I I feel like I could have picked it like I don't think it obviously I don't think I wouldn't have pinned it on Molly cuz that that seemed like the one person that she's too Yes, so she's she, she was too young and too innocent and yeah, just barely but, has a clue what's going on. But ev- everyone else, like Alex was the last one I would have picked of all the others. And cause there's nothing in the, nothing in there that said he's, has this in him. Like it, I guess, I don't know. Maybe lying, maybe it's, I, maybe it's the, the, like the fact that it, they don't show his, his strategy, his thinking and planning really well. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I I can't pinpoint it. I didn't. I I just felt disappointed. Well, I mean, ultimately, I think that these first three little arcs here, this 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 greater uh, three trade arc, it's kind of um, it's kind of become something bigger than it was at the time. Yeah. You know. Like it's, it's more important than he might have intended it to be when he was writing this. Yeah, that's almost certainly true. Yeah. I don't think he realized that this would come what it has even. Like even I, at the time, like I, I, it's gotten a very kind of mythical mm-hmm. run. You know, it's, it, and yeah. now he's one of the most famous comic book writers on earth. Yes. And this is kind of one is, you know, the big superhero thing that he did before he became that. I think, I think we sort of, I don't know, we're looking at it from a, a so, sort of an unfair position. Yeah. You know, this is, this is 13 years ago. This was written and it's got a whole world of stuff built upon the work that it's done, the foundation that it's done. And I don't think you can expect it to sort of be as tall as all that. But it's, for the time it came out, it was very terribly important. I don't know what what edition you're reading. You're probably reading a full-size edition. But mm-hmm. mine was, mine's like a pocket manga edition that uh, that I bought years and years ago. Then apparently they were trying to market this book to teenagers. Hmm. I can't imagine them really liking it that much. <laughs> I, I don't, it probably depends on the teenager. I guess so. But it's, God, they're good. They're so good. 
I do think that he gets more into uh, more into his groove a little bit later. He gets more into the characters' heads, and you you forget about Alex Wilder. He's uh, you just sort of move past it. It's I don't know I, I this is certainly not I don't think this is any part of why I didn't like this the twist or the, his death, but you know he's the only black character. Yeah, and it's it is a serious trope that the black guy dies first. Yeah, and I, I mean that's not why I, I don't like it, but I can look at I, that and go, that's not that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's perfectly reasonable to to say, oh yeah, hmm, there's a problem there. Yeah, then it's all white kids and one Asian girl. Yeah, exactly. Well, the the scroll. Well, has, one's, a, uh, one's an alien. Well, we haven't gotten there yet, but yes. Well, two, two, two aliens. Yeah. But one of them has dark skin and looks like a black kid. <laughs> That's but funny. he's a fucking alien. Yeah. Um. One of them's a robot. I really wish Cloak and Dagger were a thing. Like, I really like them. In, I know. In the 80s. And I wish they had an ongoing. It's really stupid that they don't, isn't it? I really wish something would, someone would do something with them. They're just kind of not, they appear in like a Spider-Man book once a year or something, but mm-hmm. I really, seeing them it in really, this just makes me remember like, oh yeah, I really like those guys. I wish someone would they, do something. Aren't they, aren't they wonderful in it? Yeah, they're really good. They just, uh, I mean, a little tiny small part, but you know, they themselves you, are, are runaways, so, you know, it works. Be, who would be your dream team? For, Cloak to and Dagger do, book? To do Cloak and Dagger book, yeah. Um, I'm sure I could come up with someone interesting. I'm wondering who would be good at it. Honestly? I like the way this is written. I could almost see like a, uh, like a Hawkeye level book or something like that. But who yeah. are you going to say? On, like, on, if it's just going to be, uh, I honestly think Bendis would mm-hmm. do a good job. And I'm not always a fan of, of Bendis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I, some of his stuff I really really like. Some of it I'm very very cold on, but he, I think his style uh, would work really well. He's really good at street level heroes. Yeah, I was gonna say like emotional content, mystery, detective sort of stuff. Yeah, maybe I, I think he there. You know the the kind of snappy sitcom yeah. banter stuff would work really well between the two. Like you just I have could, them I two see that. bouncing back off that. each other. I mean, I yeah. could I could say. You know, Fraction or, you know, someone, or Brian K. Vonnegut, but I'm, I, Ben is still, is working for Marvel, so it's, that's, I don't think Fraction is, I think Fraction is exclusively doing creator mm-hmm. and stuff at this point. Um, obviously Brian K. Vaughn is as well, so I, I think Bendis would do a good job. As for an artist, who knows? I mean, it could be meant one of many. Well, there's, there is a never ending stream of awesome young artists that make 15 grand a year, so. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. They're, they're hungry to, to do some work in uh, in comics and barely get paid for it. Yes. Get get paid a dollar an hour. Yeah. Not not very good. Yeah. Um. If you had to pick a favorite, who would you who would you pick of the core original six? We'll limit limit to that. It's not even a contest. It's Molly. Molly. Molly? Yeah. Okay. I I think uh, it's tough to it's tough. I mean, if I was going to say I I. I I have a lot of emotional reaction to, to Molly and Carolina and Chase too, even though I think at this point I don't really care for him that much. But I think when we dig deeper into him, he becomes pretty interesting pretty quickly. Well, I, I, even the, I mean, the very simple thing like a, a jock raised by nerds 
Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a really nice, uh, just a fun twist on a, you know, the trope. Yeah. Yeah. It's very simple, you know, origin kind of thing, but you know, a dude that has two brilliant parents and he's just kind of like, um, eh, I like sports. Not, you know, I'm not, I'm a, kind of a jockey guy. I think I like Nico the best. I kind of like her the least. Why do you like her the best? Mm, I felt like she was the most like a teenager. Mm-hmm. She definitely is. And I, I guess that's, and I like her powers the most. I think, I mean, they're all. Yeah, they're all really good. Like, they're all very teenagers. Like I have known, I have known people just like all of them. Mm-hmm. I went to high school with, with most of these kids. It, they're all very believable and very relatable. And it's not in necessarily a schlocky kind of way where they're like, they're trying to use slang and catchphrases and, and hey dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that shit. They're just adults that aren't quite fully baked yet. Yeah. I, 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 does I, a really good job of that. I, I, and her, I think her power is really neat. I like the, it is, it is. Know, I think, I don't like Gertrude. Yeah, Gert's not very likable at this point. Don't, and I don't know. Uh, I think she's very, very believable as oh, a character. I, maybe I, I think the main reason I don't like her is because I was very much like her mm-hmm. as a teenager. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's she doesn't try to win anyone's approval at all. I think we warm up to Gert a little bit more as we go along, but I don't think she's ever terribly likable. No one ever really loves her, but I do think she's a very interesting and compelling compelling character. I think the Takashi Miyazawa interior is much better than the cover that he did. <laughs> The cover's terrible. It's like he didn't know what he was doing. I think he drew this Mary Jane as well. That's in the that's in in an ad at the back of my comic. <laughs> that's interesting. I kind of want to read that now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you're a little down on it, huh? I'm no. I mean, I think it gets much better. I'm st- I'm still I, I still don't like it. It's still yeah. good. I'm I'm glad I I read it. I, I think it's not it, as good as amazing, I think, is of the... Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly amazing if you haven't read anything that is predicated on this. Yeah. I can't even think... I, I know there's a, a movie... Um, a, there, there's either a movie or a literature sort of analogy here, you know, to where there's something that's amazing and everyone loves that is influenced by something and then you go back and read that something and it just sort of feels clunky and flat and small but i don't know the genre of uh i don't know whatever this is inclusive superhero character-driven fiction i don't know (laughs) it's it's almost like completely separate from other superhero fiction so much it's it's grown it's gotten so much bigger and more vibrant since this has come out that it really does feel small. Yeah, and so but I'm, I mean I'm, that's I'm it's it's only because of hindsight does it. Yeah, does it is that reaction? So it's hard to after. I mean, and I think it should receive some credit for that for being mm-hmm. kind of a, a Marvel comic that does all those things. But I think and I think a lot of it is the which we'll get into. Not like I think I think it, the the delays and all that stuff, and I think that will. uh Kind of colors are a lot of people's perceptions of the book. I'm looking forward to the, reading the next ones as well. Yeah, hearing what you have to think about those. 
it's it's nice to recount these and get to enjoy them again because they they were certainly one of my favorite things um, way back when. But that the world was the world of comics was pretty different then. But this is this is one of the things that that made me want to read Western comics again. Yeah, pretty sure I'm pretty sure I was um, reading a lot of manga, and this is this is me discovering current mainstream comics and seeing that they can be good. So they're they're pretty important to me. I think the I think it's interesting that you have the pocket manga that they were selling this as a yeah as a kids edition yeah. yeah it's really weird I don't think that that was in the kids section or anything but I and I don't even remember where I bought them it might have been at the old Emerald City here or at one of the other comic book stores here it might have even been at a at a Barnes and Noble or something but it was they were clearly trying to market it as they're marked here ages twelve and up. I don't know that I would give this to a 12-year-old. I think it's a little mature for a 12-year-old. Yeah. I, I guess I, it, I guess it's not. I mean, I don't depends know. Depends on the 12-year-old. I, I think it, it does you depend have to, on the 12-year-old. If it's I know it. the 12-year-old and know how smart they are, what kind of fiction they can digest, it's it's on the cusp of that age, I think. You know, teen, yeah. young teen, I think, is the time. It's not a bad time, like a bad comic for them to read, depending on their tastes and how smart they are. But, you know, it's like most modern superhero comics right, for adults. Um, anything else you want to touch on, Eric? Nothing's leaping out at me. It was a pretty tight discussion. Everybody hates Gert. Yeah, she does have a dinosaur, though. She does have a dinosaur. Is that is it just okay? I do have a question for. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if you don't necessarily have to give me a right answer, but is that it? Just a di- it's ostensibly a dinosaur. Yes. Okay. There's nothing special about it. It's not like a super dinosaur. It is just a dinosaur. It is a regular dinosaur, but it's been like modified. Okay. You know, to take orders. Right. But I mean, like, it's not like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the punishment it receives would kill a normal animal at certain points. Well, I mean, you're, you're just supposed to, I think you're supposed to, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say something smart ass. Okay. When, when dinosaurs are involved, I think your suspension of disbelief is. You know, you just kind of need to just let it go. But okay. I, I I don't know. I think you're just supposed to accept that dinosaurs have a lot of HP. Okay. All right. Thank you. That that is good enough. I'm. That's what I. I just was like. I don't know. At a certain point, that dinosaur gets its head slammed into a concrete wall really, really hard. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, they're dinosaurs, but they're not invincible. I mean, no, it's true. But it's I just think a big giant bird. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. Like a giant goose. A giant goose. Mm-hmm. It's in the house. Ah. <laughs> it's a callback. It's a callback. Yep. I was just talking about that because I was over at my friend's house and she had a copy of Hyperbole and a Half. And she was recounting the video to me. And it sounded like the Blair Witch Project. <sighs> so, it was Runaways, Volume 1, 1 through 18. Mm-hmm. Next week, Volume 2, 1 through 18. Symmetry there. It's a, again, that's, there'll, there'll be the complete collection in volume two, uh, next week if you want to go buy the book. They really number them one through 18. It's interesting. I'm going to look at my editions real quick. Yeah. One through 18 for volume one, one through 18 for volume two for complete collection. And then volume three is up 30, I want to say. Yeah. 19 to 30 plus like Civil War and Secret Invasion tie-ins. 
certainly numbered that way, which is very strange to me. I'm looking forward to digging into these. I do, I do so enjoy these books. So we'll, uh, we'll be reading volume two of the complete collection next week. Discuss it more. Um, I think I'll wrap us up for this week. We're wrapped. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Uh, everything you need is there. Uh, links to all our stuff, plus obviously new episodes, etc., etc. Uh, you can find us on iTunes or uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You should be able to find us. Um, and give us a review. Give us five stars. Subscribe to us. You know, it helps us out. It seems like a very small thing, but it uh, genuinely helps more people find the show. Uh, we really appreciate it if you do that for us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour, Twitter at HBCHour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me online at MixMasterTrail on Twitter, M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. You can also see most of the other things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. And from there, you might as well just tweet at me. I am on Twitter at MrBadExample, spelled M-R-BadExample. Whoa. Did you see that? I did. Sure. Yeah. 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 With that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.